Hi guys. Um it is currently four in the morning. Um I have three days three days left until I go to college to move in. Um and yeah, um life is hitting me very hard right now and let's get into the podcast. Um my name is Anaya Smith and this is the It Really Be podcast, the most relatable podcast, the podcast to help you with your everyday um everyday life struggles. Uh, this is another raw and uncut episode because I'm a lazy person who doesn't like to edit and I do sometimes repeat myself when I talk or I mispronounce words or my words slur and that's just how I talk in real life and I don't want this podcast to become something that I am constantly trying to um, professionalize because this podcast isn't about professionalism it's not documentaries nothing like that it's about real life it's about my life and my life I talk shitty so um also if I cry on this podcast on this episode then that is my goddamn business and I can do this shit because it's my fucking podcast so right now um I really want to talk about um Something that happened a few hours ago, not a few hours ago, but like around nine, ten o'clock. Um, I was at work and um these two guys were leaving the gym or whatever and they started talking to me. Um, nothing like flirty or anything, you know, just having good conversation. And I was really enjoying the conversation. Um you it was like a bounce off conversation so it was like multiple conversations going on at once between us three so it was like me and one guy was having a conversation while the other guy was doing something and then they would switch and the other guy that I was originally talking to okay let's say A and B so guy A I was talking to while B was busy and then I was talking to B while A would go do something and then we would talk I would talk to A and B at the same time really good conversation I'm really good with um conversations with people it's nothing new um what really got to me which I noticed myself doing a lot lately um is that my co-workers came over because it's just me at the desk um at my job and then there is um desk on the other side um, where people do marketing and stuff. And then um, there are some employees that come and work out in the gym when they're not working. So two of my employees, one that was at work in marketing and then one that was just working out, came up and joined the conversation. And I felt myself shutting down because, no, I wasn't necessarily flirting with the guys or wanted anything always necessarily attractive they were attractive guys let me not sit here and say they were ugly they were very attractive guys it's just you know like how you can talk to attractive people but not like in your mind be like I want to fuck them like not it wasn't like that it was 
two people that I was having a great conversation with, that we were having good conversations, who just happened to be attractive. I wasn't thinking more of the conversation. It's just we were flowing nicely, talking about the podcast and and dating and food and music, dancing. Just a nice conversation. I think we we talked for like a long time, like probably 30 minutes. But my two coworkers came in and they are... The thing about my job is I work with very, very beautiful women. And men. I work with very beautiful women and men. I mean, fit, clear skin, um, a different nationality. Well, not nationalities. Ethnic, look, they didn't teach us this in school. Different races, um, tall, short, thin, curvy, um, loud, bright, vibrant women, strong, independent women. And yes, I am. I am working on my own. Like, I love them. It's not like I wish them any ill or um, ill will or harm or anything like that, or I hold any grudge or jealousy towards them. It's more of a, a me thing. And it's not just them being pretty women, but it's like a anxiety thing too that I get. But um, they came up. And the guy started talking to, like, all three of us and stuff. But I kind of shut down because it's not that I get intimidated by very pretty women. It's just that, well, maybe this is me being intimidated. But, like, it's not like I'm afraid to talk. It's more of, like, um, you can tell how the conversation shifted when they started, when the women came around. So, with me, it was kind of like a slightly flirty, but that's just my personality. But a happy-go-lucky conversation, just like a a table chat conversation. But when like the girls came around, it turned slightly more flirty. Like you could tell that they were attracted to them, which of course they should be. My coworkers are gorgeous women. I mean, beyond gorgeous women on near I'm attracted to <laughs> but I just felt myself being like okay your part of the com like my part of the conversation is over now they're pretty women like the guys don't really need to talk to you anymore you don't need to say anything because they have prettier women to talk to they're not gonna they're not going to care what you're saying now, which that might be because I have experienced that a lot in my life, that a guy will be interested in what I'm saying until somebody pretty comes along and then they can give two shits about what I'm saying. And that does hurt to an extent. Um, I'm sorry. Oh, shit. Here comes the waterworks. Um but that's just something I have to work on. I don't, I don't think, um, I do joke around about my appearance a lot, but that's just because I know I'm not perfect. I know I don't, I don't meet society standards. I'm not, I'm not thin. I'm not tall. I'm not pale. I'm not clear skinned. I don't have clear skin. I don't have, uh, um, you know, a big butt, big boobs. Um, 
yeah, I I know I'm not that person. I know I'm not. I know I'm not that type of person. I know I am who God made me to be. I know that there are multiple people who find me beautiful. I know I am pretty. But it is at times hard um, realizing that because you don't meet society standards that you will be treated differently and you won't um, be able to experience some of those things from people that you would like to experience it from. And that's just something I have to deal with. This is something as a person that I'm just going to suck it up and realize that life is going to hand you the cards that it hands you and you suck it up and you make those cards work for you. So I may not be the prettiest woman. I may not be, you know, thin and have clear skin. (laughs) I like to say that I'm built like a mini fridge, (laughs) but I'm smart. I'm really fucking smart and um I can like I said I can hold a good conversation. Um I'm very versatile. <laughs> I'm open to all kinds of music. I'm open to all kinds of nationalities and learning more about different cultures and traveling. Like I'm the same girl who can jump in a crowd and sing Garth Brooks all night and Dixie Chicks and be the same girl the next day dancing Northenia, dancing Northenias and cooking chicharrones and then the next day being at the cookout playing spades. And then on Monday, turning right around and being in an office, you know, doing office tasks, writing memos and things of that nature. It's just, right now, I... Especially, like, me getting to college and seeing, like, there's going to be even more beautiful women. And I'm not saying that my coworkers aren't smart or anything by any means. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm I'm going to be around a lot more smart, beautiful women. And I need to learn how to... I don't really know how to explain this, but I need to learn how to be able to not shut down when beautiful, strong, independent women come around. So maybe that is me being intimidated. Like, if it's just us women, I'm perfectly fine because I'm personally not attracted to women. I do find women attractive, but I'm just not attracted to women like I was when I was um, younger. So it's not... It's not something that um, takes away my value in a conversation. It's generally when it's guys um, in the conversation with us that it's like, well, they're pretty and they're smart. And then I'm just smart. So, of course, the guys are going to gravitate to the the people who can offer more to them than what I can um, in the looks department. And that kind of, you know, that does kind of suck. And I do know that that is partially my fault for allowing myself to shut down. 
I do know that it is um, something that I can work on and that I didn't need to shut down. Um, they didn't force me to shut down. It's kind of something I did on my own. Um, that and I don't also do good in big groups of people I don't know. And even though it was only five of us, it's like I'm better with one-on-one, one-on-two conversations. I'm not really good when more people start to come around because it's so many opinions and thoughts and things of that nature that I can't, um, I just don't feel like it is important for me to say what I have to say. Um, I feel like it's just, um, I should just rather keep it to myself, which isn't good also because what I have to say does matter. Sorry, it is 4 a.m. And I'm tired. And I had cookout. So, not like right then, but I had cookout a couple hours ago. And I've been up because I feel slightly sick. <laughs> I feel slightly nauseous. I'm not pregnant, you guys. I didn't I didn't have the sex. <laughs> Which I'll be getting into later to lighten this episode up because my god um yeah i just i was sitting there listening to the four of them go back and forth with like just um airy conversations and i was trying not to cry <laughs> so i just you know i just played on my phone um acting like I was busy doing something on my phone and I wasn't I was really just trying not to cry because I could feel myself shutting down because I felt like I was less than I was felt like I was less than and that I didn't matter and that I noticed how when the girls came up that the guys paid no attention to me and it's not necessarily that it was guys or those guys not paying attention to me it's the fact that what I was saying was important and now it doesn't matter at all like what I'm saying is shit um yeah uh, I don't really want to go so much more into that um cause there really isn't much more I can really get into about it uh I just that's just something I have to work on at the end of the day. Yeah. This is something I have to work on. Oh god. Okay. Okay. Lord have mercy. I need to go work out. Get this off my mind. Oh, oh Jesus. Mm. But yeah, everybody was cool. The guys were cool for the few moments I did talk to them. Um I did meet another girl later on that night beautiful girl um I think that she's slightly older than me like in her mid-20s but I don't mind I have a very mature spirit um so I do hold conversation with people that are older than me very well uh she's I feel like she's a very very good spirit that um I would like to keep in contact with. Our conversation flowed nicely. She's very, you can, you can, she comes off as a very kind-hearted person. And I definitely could use more kind-hearted people in my life. I'm not saying that the people around me aren't kind-hearted, but, 
You can never go wrong with um, too many kind-hearted, smart people in your life. But yeah, uh, I really just want to take the time because my last day at work is today's Tuesday, technically. Like, yeah, technically it's Tuesday. But my last day is tomorrow, Wednesday. And I just want to take some time to appreciate all of the people I've met this summer because I don't think people understand how much it how much of an impact you can have on somebody oh excuse me with just one conversation or a few conversations <laughs> like um one guy he was an older man um an older man probably like in his 60s he was retired and it was one time I was doing a morning shift, I think like 7 to 12 maybe. And we were just talking and he was telling me about his life and how he went from being a player uh, when he was young to finally maturing and being able to love and care for his wife and be the man that he needed to be Um in life and that really the things that he said really stuck with me because he was blunt he was honest um he he has no filter and he's he's been on this earth long enough to not give a damn what anybody has to say about him he he I don't I don't remember his name um but I remember his story and I remember his energy and I remember his intentions and I appreciate that I may never see this man again, but I do take what he said serious. I do um, take it to heart because when people sit down and take the time out to talk to you and they don't know you, but they take time to instill in you lessons and morals and things that they have learned in their life to benefit you. I feel like you should take that serious, whether that's coming from an, um, a six-year-old or a six-year-old. <laughs> Literally, you know, the children have some of the best advice you can get in this world because they haven't been on this earth long enough for society to crush their way of thinking, to completely... Um, manipulate how he, how they think, how they act, how they process things is very clear and cut for the most part for younger children. Um, I've learned very, very great things from children um, just about life in general or because them it's like for I know, I know for my um, little mentee, she was just like, Boys are stupid. That's it. <laughs> that was the advice. And damn it, if she won't write. <laughs> damn it, if she won't write. Boys are stupid. But so are girls. <laughs> I tell I tell my um my godson that boys are stupid and girls are stupid. Um everybody has 
to grow into their own. Everyone has to find out life for themselves. Um, nobody's perfect. Nobody's perfect at all. Um, I really want to focus this episode right now on just, you know, finding yourself and loving yourself in order to love somebody else. Right now, I do I do love myself. There was a point in my life where I didn't love myself and I didn't think that I was deserving of happiness. Now, I'm not all the way there yet where I can walk down the street butt naked with a smile on my face because I know that I love all myself and everything. I'm not there yet, (laughs) but I'm getting there. Like I said, I still, I'm not perfect. I still have flaws. I still have imperfections. I still have things in my life that I don't like and that I want to work on and I have bad habits and I got chest burn. (laughs) A heads up, never eat cookout at 12 o'clock in the morning. You will get chest burn. And my chest burns. Let me sip water. Not water, fruit punch. Okay. We're back on track. So, yeah. I, um... I would like to, you know, talk about finding yourself. And with me... Um, on my journey, I never really can pinpoint how I find myself. I, I'm kind of like a, I make a plan and I go with the flow of that plan. As in, um, I'm determined to make it. I have goals that I set for myself, but I'm going with the flow of things. But my, the way I go with the flow is if the flow is flowing towards my plan, then I'll just go. Even if I have a setback or things change, I still know what my goal is. I still know that my goals are reachable and I know that my goals are coming to completion. I know that what I'm doing in life will get me to where I want to be, where I need to be. And uh, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with, you know, not loving myself 100% right now. Because that's something you need to go with the flow with. That's something you have to work on. Something that you, it gets better over time if you want that. And I want that. I want to get better over time. I want to be able to love myself unconditionally. And be able to be in any conversation with any amount of people and not feel like I am less than or unimportant. Um, yeah, so that's it for that. Um, I do want to get into something that one of the guys said when we were talking. And he was just like, um, yeah, there's... Um, the way you talk and things of that nature. Um, there's multiple guys in my friend group or something like that that will probably love to take you out. They're just too shy to ask. And that's what I'm also realizing is that even though the guys that I like, because 
Okay, let me get into this real quick. The guy that like, because um, I also did a collaboration with um, another podcast called the General Conversation Podcast. I love them. They are amazing people. Please go check them out because they are beyond amazing. I mean, great conversators, um, very supportive, so nice, so sweet, so kind. Um, they were asking me what I wanted in my ideal man. And I didn't I couldn't really think of anything. Like I could think of some stuff, but not as much in detail as I wanted to. But um I have been thinking on it lately and I would really like a man who I can be myself with a hundred percent. And when I say that I mean I can be that loud ghetto black girl stereotype that I own. I am I am the loud dark skin. I'm not really ghetto, but you know, they associate loud with being ghetto, but I am that loud, rambunctious, flamboyant, like very, um, you know, dominant uh, type of person. But at the same time, I am also very submissive. I mean, complete, not completely, but oh yeah, to to an extent, completely submissive. Um, I noticed myself, which is which this isn't good. To I notice myself um, when I like a guy, I am more calm, which I'm okay with. I don't feel like I need to be loud and um, level ten all the time, but I'm very um, I'm not as structured I guess I could put it as in whatever you want to do I'm cool with I'm not really putting my opinion out there because I'm just so happy to be bonding and spending time that I lose focus in what I like to do I just like being around that person if that makes sense like yes I still have my likes and interests but I don't really state them as much as I normally would because I'd rather you be happy. You being happy makes me happy instead of me finding happiness on my own and just being happy for you too. So it's like I take all of the things that I want in life and I kind of, you know, all of the things I want in my day-to-day life and set it to the side and, you know, just be happy that you're happy and do what you want to do, which I'm working on too. Um saying things that I like, you know, enforcing the things that I would like to remain in my life. But, um, yeah, I'm very, once I'm with a, when I say once I'm with a guy, cause I say it like, I'm like, I have much experience in the dating department, but from the very few boys I have had intense feelings for, um, I'm very patient. I'm very kind. 
um, oh, oh, I just lied. I just lied. Now, at this point in my life, I am very kind. Two years ago, I was a very toxic person in a relationship standard, maybe in a friendship standard. I don't really know. Um, but I know definitely in a relationship, um, type of, you know, more than friendship thing. I was a very toxic person because I didn't, like I said, I didn't feel like I deserved happiness or I felt like I deserved this thing. Like I felt entitled. I was a very, two years ago, even a year ago, I was very entitled. Um, I am entitled to your love. You are not giving me what I am entitled to. Now I'm going to lash out. Now I'm going to I'm going to yell, I'm going to argue, I'm going to scream, I'm going to hit, I'm going to do all these things. And now looking back, that was horrible and I understand why he ain't want to date my crazy ass. <laughs> Cuz I was fucking crazy for no reason. Like, I was just crazy as fuck. But now, I'm not like that at all. Um, I'm very, um, not nonchalant, but I'm not forcing anything at this point. Like, I'm not going to force you to be in my life. Either you like me or you don't. Either you want to be in my life or you don't. You want to be with me or you don't. It's I'm not, I'm going to tell you what I want. You tell me what you want. If they align, cool. We'll keep pushing. If they don't, then whatever. Just like with one of my friends. Um, he's a dickhead. I swear he is. But I told him I made the mistake of telling him once I turned 18. Because he's slightly older than, older than me. But I told him, I said, I would fuck you. Like, like I would, I would fuck you. And he took that as... I want you for myself all day, every day. I am in love with you. And we actually, I talked to him yesterday and we talked about this. And he was just like, oh, I don't see you like that. And I'm like, okay, cool. I mean, that doesn't change the way I feel. But I'm not going to stress you about it. We still friends. It's just, you know, I want to fuck you. You don't want to fuck me. Cool. End of day. <laughs> it's like I'm not stressing anything, but I feel like he still hasn't grasped the fact that it's like he thinks I'm actively pursuing him and I'm like, baby, baby boy, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not pursuing you. I never have pursued you. All because I said I would fuck you doesn't mean that I'm sitting here like trying to look sexy for you or trying to do these things. It's just if we happen to be out one night and we ran into each other and one thing led to another and we did it, then I'd be cool with it. Not a, I'm coming out looking for you, looking real sexy, you know, wanting you to want me. That's not how I am anymore. That's not how I'm built anymore. I'm not built to um, beg. I used to be really bad at that I used to be really bad at you know y'all hear me recording loud cars what is y'all even doing up anyway I was um I was very um desperate for somebody to want me and I think I got so desperate that it broke me 
And then I felt like I never could be in love. I could never be loved. And it took me breaking um, last summer and going through my whole depression, my depression phase. Well, not really a phase because it still hits me on it. I feel like once you are depressed that, you know, you never really, you know, escape it. That at times it will hit you. But it's you having the courage and the strength to not let it overtake you is you winning and surviving and living. Um, I wasn't diagnosed with depression or anything, but you can tell a difference when for a year, well, for your entire life, you, for the most part, been happy, joyous, loud. You know, it's a great outgoing spirit, very loud, sociable, and then all of a sudden you're antisocial, you're not eating, um, you're not going out with friends, you're cutting everybody off, you're sleeping all day, and if you're not asleep, you're sitting in a dark room, staring at walls, not being on your phone, not reading, just sitting there letting life pass you by because you don't feel like there's any benefit in doing anything but sitting there and being alone. I don't know what you guys categorize depression as, but that's how I was not eating. I lost 40 pounds (laughs) and I wasn't exercising. I wasn't trying to lose weight. Yeah, that's a problem. But I just, um, you know, I'm not desperate for love anymore. I'm very, um, with my hot girl summer, shout out to Make the Stallion. Um, it's really about me, you know, learning to relove myself. Yes, I have some fallbacks. Like I said, yesterday was a minor setback, but that just preparing me for a major comeback. <laughs> um yeah, I'm 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 learning. I'm growing. Um but back to what the guy said. Um I am realizing that there are probably men who like me and are attracted to me but just don't say it for whatever reason. Um whether it's society, family, they're shy. Um, they don't think that I might be into them. I'm pretty sure there's at least one guy that likes me. And that gives me a little bit of hope. <laughs> it gives me a little bit of hope. Um, yeah. I still have not been on a date. Still have not had a real boyfriend. Still haven't had sex since. Uh, I still haven't had heterosexual sex since 2013, 2012, 2012 or 2013, which one of those. I must have had sex since then, heterosexual sex. And I think I'm okay with it. Like, um, there's this one guy this summer that I've been, um, been trying to do it with, like, Either he's busy or I'm busy or my parents are home or his parents are home or um, he's at work or I'm at work or we get there and I'm just, oh, not we get there, but we have a place and time. It's just I'm not in the mood. Like I feel my body, you know, not being in that mood and I don't want to, you know, give up my body and a piece of me if I'm not in the mood to do so, if I'm not feeling comfortable to do so. 
I feel like that's just God telling me to wait and that he has better dick in store. <laughs> I'm sorry. I shouldn't have laughed at that. I shouldn't have said, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> but that's just really how I feel is that God is saying that he has someone better in store. And yes, this person is a great person. He truly is. He's super funny. And he's a good friend. It's just, that's just it. I I was trying to make it more than what it was because I found him attractive. And it is not that way. And I need to let it go. Like, definitely let it go. And I can't. I can't, you know, force myself to do something that I don't feel comfortable with, you know, comfortable with doing. But I'm very, I'm very happy um, with this episode. I feel like I've gotten a lot of things off my chest that I needed to um, start working through. I'm, I'm not finished working through my problems, but I'm, I'm getting there. You know, my... My multicultural, loving, you know, um, musician of a boyfriend is out there somewhere. My boring occupation guy during the day and music lover at night. My dance machine. (laughs) He's out there somewhere. And, you know, and I hope he finds me fucking soon because a bitch is struggling (laughs) a bitch is struggling to love herself how about you come love me and teach me how to love myself because damn it i am tired i'm look i'm tired of doing a lot of things i'm tired of chasing the bag i want this bag to chase me because nigga i'm tired (laughs) i'm so tired of this shit i'm tired of trying to make sure i'm be successful in life I'm tired of, you know, trying to become healthy. I'm tired of trying to be open for love and putting myself out there in order for me to find, not necessarily find love, because I know if you're looking for love, you will never find it. But, you know, at least putting myself out there for love to find me. This shit tiresome. I'm so tired. God damn, I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired of this life. <laughs> I want to go. Sometimes I feel like it would just be so easy if God was just like, come on home, Manaya. Come on home. Now, I ain't saying I'm not suicidal or anything, guys. Don't take me out of context. I'm just saying that life be hard, bro. Life be so hard. And I just wish I could just... Lay in that and lay in that casket and just go to sleep <laughs> just, and take me a long nap, boy. Mm. A long nap and just never have to do or worry about anything else again. I could just play around in heaven with my family members that have died. You know, they all old as hell though. Like they in their nineties, but I'm pretty sure like when you get to heaven, like he'll like put you to a mobile age like 
a youthful age so you can still do shit. And so you're not in heaven like 96, can't fucking move, shit like that. Like you like 18, 25. You know, I feel like, okay, off topic, but I feel like heaven, your entity, your entity and the um, spiritual essence that you hold once you get to heaven is the time in your life where you were happiest and most in love with yourself in your life. So with the, like, cause you know how everybody, like a couple, like, I don't want to say everybody, but most people think like when you get to heaven, you'll be like 18, you know, youthful. But I'm like, some people don't make it 18. Some people don't, you know, some people hated the way they looked when they were 18. Some people hated how, um, hated their life when they were 18. Everybody doesn't have a good 18. I feel like the Lord lets you be in heaven as the time that you were happiest on earth. Like right now, for me, if I were to go to heaven right now, it would be probably... My seventh grade year. Yeah, my seventh grade year. So when I was like 13, yeah, like 12. When I was like 12, 13, I don't really remember what age I was. But my seventh grade year, baby, I was doing the shits my seventh grade year. <laughs> but back to topic. Um, I do kind of like me describing my dream man. I like talking about that. Because, you know, I I like to sit at the house and daydream. And, or well, sit anywhere and daydream. I'm a good with a daydream. But a lot of my daydreams are sex-related. <laughs> sex or love-related. But, um, right now, I'll say my dream guy for right now. And when I say this is my dream guy, not necessarily the guy that, uh, like, if somebody else that didn't fit this, profile or whatever um my dream guy at all like I wouldn't now I'm not saying that I wouldn't date him or I wouldn't give him a shot because different people bring different energies different emotions different things that you may never know that you like or don't like so I would never just not give anybody a shot just because they don't you know meet the list or whatever um but right now um, if I had to build a dream guy, um, he would be, uh, let's start with appearance-wise first. Oh, sorry. Height, um, I'm 5'2", so with six-inch heels on, I'll be 5'8", and I don't hardly ever wear six-inch heels, so I would say like five, you know, five eight, five nine and up five eight five nine and up um i don't mind being like slightly taller in heels because i'm hardly ever wearing heels um race wise i love all races um currently with my job i see more caucasian men um so i've had uh, like at my school i saw more mexican men so i was just my dream man was general, like generally just Mexican because I saw a lot of Mexican men. Right now, 
my dream man is probably Caucasian, but that's just because I'm around a lot of more Caucasian men than any other race. Um, it does, I don't care about uh, um, eye color. I think all eye colors are gorgeous. Green, blue, brown. Oh, I love brown eyes. That's just, but that's just because my eyes are brown. My eyes are dark brown, damn near jet black. <laughs> I have very dark eyes. I don't mind eye color. Any eye color works for me. Um, Long hair. Doesn't matter what kind of hair. Just long hair. Oh. The guy that I have a semi kind of crush on now. Nothing serious. I doubt he even likes me because he found out I'm a fetus. This man. Man, let me see you. This man told me he graduated in 2011. And when I tell y'all my heart dropped, I was like, no wonder this boy don't like me. Because he a man. <laughs> he a man. I am a child. I mean, I'm of age. I'm 18. But, like, in his eyes, I'm like, I'm a fetus. Like, he still sees me as, like, this baby. And I'm like, nigga, I'm a grown woman. Stop playing with me. But I do have his number, though. So that's at least something. I mean, we don't text, but at least I have it. And I have used it. So that's a step. But um, long hair. Oh, uh, like shoulder length? Like shoulder length? Um, hair. Um, shoulder length and longer. I mean, I don't mind short hair, like close cuts, but I like long hair. I like something I could play with. And... Um, clean, uh, clean. Like, I like my men clean. I don't really like all that cologne and stuff. Cologne is nice. Don't get me wrong. It smells very nice. But I like a man who just smells, like, I like a natural smelling man. Like, I like soap. I like detergent. (laughs) I like the smell of detergent. I like the smell of clean. I like the smell of... You've been at work all day, but you you don't stink. You just have like a what is it called a a, a musk, not must, not must, not not m u s t musk m u s k. Um, you know that natural, just manly man type of you know odor. I hate saying odor like a like a natural smelling man. Um, I like beards. I do like beards, but it, they don't have to have a beard. It's not like I'm like, you have to have a beard. No, I'm, I'd rather you not have a beard than try to go into that transition of you getting a beard, if that makes sense. Like, if you already have a beard, then fine. But if you don't have a beard, I'd rather you just don't have the beard instead of trying to transition into getting a beard. Um, I guess that's all for looks. Oh, I also love um, office attire. I love men in office attire. Polos, long sleeve button-ups, um, slacks, um, those jeans that aren't really jeans. I guess they're slacks too. Just I like nice, clean, you know, like I said, I like men who look like they have boring occupations. <laughs> um, then I would like um, personality-wise... I'm funny, super funny. I've been noticing now that my taste in men have changed. I used to like the loud, aggressive guys, you know, 
don't hit me, but, you know, shake me one good time. I'm not into that shit no more. Not at all. Like I said, I'm growing. I'm maturing. Um, I love guys that are funny, like super funny. I like guys who are um, kind, like super sweet, kind, kind hearted, um, down to earth, humble type guys. Um, I do like them slightly cocky. But like no, and not really cocky, just confident in who they are. I do like an older man, like well, I'm eighteen, so like twenty one and up. Um, I like men who've been through some things, like um, you know, been through some things and learned. I don't want to necessarily say what, but like you know what I mean by like been through some things, like they've. They're not doe-eyed, naive to the world. Like, they've experienced, to some extent, how harsh the world can actually be. Like, for me, I've experienced racism. I have experienced sexism. I've experienced um, quite a few things in my life. So, um, I've experienced, you know, pedophiles. Uh, it's, it's, uh, It's like I'm not beyond innocent like I know the world is um very dark at times and I need somebody else that understands that because I don't need to be crying my eyes out because something happens and you don't you don't have to fully comprehend what I'm going through but you need to have to some extent you need to know to some extent what I'm going through. And I'm not saying you have to go through it because I know if I dated a white man, he wouldn't know what racism is and like the fear of being pulled over by a cop. But he knows that that is something that black people go through or that walking down the street at night by yourself and being nervous is what women go through. Like he needs to know societal, at least general societal problems. Um, he needs to be open to trying new things, which is dancing, cooking, eating, traveling, activities. Um, I don't want to keep doing the same thing every single day, which I'm fine with majority days. But at times I want to go out and do other things like I want to go to uh, a country con- a country concert and then a rock concert, a pop concert, R&B concert. Like I want to be able to music is really heavy in my life. And very important to me. And I need somebody that I can listen to my playlist, my playlist with. I'm not saying that you have to like all kinds of music. But I'm just saying you need to be open to at least trying to um, like my music. You don't have to. If you try it and you don't like it, then that's fine. But not trying it at all, that's, I feel like, in my opinion, that's ignorant. Because <laughs> it's like it's not gonna hurt you to listen to a song, um, to at least try to bond and you know try the things that I like. I don't feel like that is a huge um, commitment to make. I don't feel like that's a huge thing to ask of somebody. Um, family oriented, well, not family oriented, but um, comes from um, you know loves his family. Um, so I guess I could say family oriented, God fearing. Um, you don't have to be, you know, die hard religious, 
because I'm moving into more of a spirituality than religion um, because religion is man-made. I do understand that, like, I do um, understand that I need, the Bible is a guideline, but at the end of the day, the Bible is not God. That, that intuition and that, that, that feeling that God puts in you, that's not the Bible. That's God, that's spirituality. That's God talking to you, talking through you. Um, yes, the Bible is a guideline, but at the same time, that is man-made. My relationship with God is something, you know, between us. And no pastor can describe or tell me what my relationship with God is. So, that's that. Um, you know, active. Um, loves children. And I don't, when I say love children, like, not gotta, like, you want children, all this other stuff. But my godsons mean very much to me. And I would like for them to get along and him to actually enjoy wanting to spend time around them and me as a unit. Um, yeah, intelligent, um, can hold a conversation, a deep conversation um, I don't want to keep doing small talk at times. I want to be able to, you know, have a deep conversation. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know much else I can really say. Um, goals, ambitious, um, self-disciplined, loyal, you know, uh, the basic shit. Loyal, um, non-toxic, um improving, growing, a growing man that, um, as time goes on, he grows in his personality, his mentality, his spirituality, his career, um, his love, someone that is not a standstill, not sterile. I mean, yeah, someone who wants to actually try, someone who won't give up, someone who will make me feel secure and safe. Um, someone that I can depend on. Dependability. You know. Yeah. Dependability. Somebody that would like to be on the phone with me and call me or be around me. I like texting, but I hate texting. Like, I'm cool with texting, but I hate texting when we could just be on the phone. Like, I have, I hate having entire conversations through text messages. Let me put it that way. But yeah, um, that guy may be out there. And if he is and he finds me, we might not even match. <laughs> That's just the honest God truth. I don't know who God has picked as my soulmate and who will come and um, sweep me off my feet. This guy can be somebody totally different. He could be four or five um, dark skin plays basketball, well, you don't have to play basketball, a doctor, you know, hates dancing, but loves to cook, loves children, but don't want children. It's, it's somebody, you know, I never know who God has in store for me, but every guy that God, you know, happens to let cross my path, 
I do um, start off with an open mind, open heart with each person. I give each person a fair equal shot. Um, And then we just go from there. All right. Uh, Thank you guys for letting me talk and get slightly emotional this crack ass morning. And I hope you guys have an amazing weekend. Next time you guys will be hearing from me will either be in the bonus episodes that I recorded with Isaiah and Jamie and Fernando. um, Or you will get an official episode from me after I move into college. And I'll be telling you how moving day went and how I've been adjusting to life because I have some things have went down. But even though it started off slightly negative, it has turned into a great benefit for me. So um, I will keep you up, guys, keep you guys updated on that. So I'll make sure to share with all your friends, you know, wherever you're at, like, comment, subscribe, share retweet uh repost do all that good shit um if this has been another installment of the it really be podcast the relatable podcast about everyday today struggles with anaya smith um goodbye